This is our sixth session on Colossians 3, 18-21, and we've come now to the children. Wives, submit to your husbands as is fitting in the Lord. Husbands, love. Submit. Now, husbands, love your wives. Do not become embittered toward them. Now, children, obey your parents in everything, for this is pleasing to the Lord. Father, teach us what you require of children in the church, in the home, so that we can partner with them in being pleasing to you. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. So I'm going to make three observations. The first is obvious, but oh my goodness, how many people ignore it. Children should obey what their parents tell them to do when they tell them to do it, not on the third or fourth try. Children, obey your parents. Now, get this. The children must learn to obey their parents before they can read this sentence, (laughs) which means this sentence is spoken to parents first. The parents hear it, and they say, okay, if this is what pleases the Lord from our children, we must require this of our children and teach them to do it and why they should do it. So my first point, parents, is require obedience for the good of your children. Do not believe this is impossible. In the modern world that I see, it looks like parents believe this is impossible. I cannot believe how children control their parents. Uh, Turn that down. Ignore them. Turn the volume down. Ignore them. Turn it down! Oh! In other words, the child learns what your breaking point is. He might just ignore the first two because he can obey on the third one because that's when your voice signals that you're serious. Or he might want to avoid the blow up and and do it on the second one. All of that is failure. It's failure, parents. You're teaching your child not to obey when you don't require it. So if you say to your child, "Uh, turn it down, and he ignores you, you walk over to your child, and you pick him up, and you say, you go to your room. Now, this is assuming you are sure he heard you. You might want to make sure. But he heard you. He ignored you. You go to your room. I'll be there in a minute. How many times did I say that? And the reason I say that is because I don't want to act impulsively. I want to think through and pray through the measure of discipline that's appropriate for this disobedience. This child should never assume he can get away with disobedience, ever. Look at this. In everything. Obey your parents in everything. Now, he knows my parents are lazy. They're watching TV. They tell me to do something. I know they're not going to get up from the couch and discipline me. They're too comfortable. 
I'll just ignore it. I'll do it in another place when they don't know about it. So requiring obedience of the children requires energy. And you will not regret the energy that you put out to require obedience at home when a year or two later, your children are compliant in the grocery store and at the druggist and in church and in school. So that's the first thing. Parents, this is possible. God has ordained spanking. He has ordained discipline. Spare the rod is not in the Bible. Don't spare the rod. Teach your children they cannot get away with disobedience. Number two, for this is pleasing to the Lord. Obey because there is a Lord over your parents. Think through with me how this is implied here. If the reason, so here's the ground clause, the reason children should obey their parents is not because it pleases the parents first, but it pleases the Lord. Who's that? That's the Lord Jesus Christ, who is the Lord of the parents and the Lord of the children. In other words, built in to child rearing is there is a God over us. There's a God over this family. We don't do things in this family willy-nilly. We don't do things in this family just because we made it up. Children, we do things in this family because there's a God in heaven, and he's given us his word, and he tells us how to live. So the very structure of obedience in this family says, there's a God. My parents are not God. My parents submit to God. I'm going to obey my parents, not because of my parents, ultimately, but because of God. That's what you want. Now, it has to start with the children submitting to the parents, because they don't know anything about God. You can teach a nine-month-old to obey. You may not knock your food off the table. I'm going to squeeze your arm, and you're going to regret it if you try to push that off the table. There is a proper way to communicate seriousness to a nine-month-old, but a nine-month-old has no idea that there's a Lord. So you teach the child to obey in everything with the parents having the absolute authority in his life, but then very quickly, as soon as the child is able to comprehend it, the parents are deflecting from themselves authority to God, submission to God. That's what they want their parents, I mean their children, to learn. I have been given to you by God for your good. So sometimes we have to say as parents, because I said so. <laughs> You've given about five reasons why this child should do something, and now you say, I'm your mother. I'm your father, do it. But you don't do that very often, and you always 
do it so that the children understand that's not the final authority. Because I said so is because God told me I am responsible for you and your good, and I want you to know that the reason you should obey me is because God has positioned me as the authority for your good. That's the second thing. And the third thing is, since we are to please the Lord, it is obvious from the nature of the case that we sometimes don't. And children are very keen on this. How to help children deal with displeasing. Parents and God. This is crucial. This is the gospel. This is where the gospel comes in. Children are very aware that they are sinners within a short time. That is, they're aware that they do bad things. They may not have a very clear concept of God in relation to those bad things, but they know they have disobeyed, and sometimes they keep it secret, and sometimes it's open. And if we don't teach them, what do you do if you have fallen short? What do mommy and daddy do when they fall short and don't please the Lord? And Colossians has probably the sweetest words that are really plain for children, I think. And you who were dead in your trespasses, so lots of displeasings, right? And the uncircumcision of your flesh, you can leave that out. They don't they have to get a long ways down before they'll understand what that means. God made alive together with him, having forgiven us all our times when we displeased mommy and daddy, displeased the Lord. And how did he do it? By canceling the record of debt. You owed obedience and you didn't give it, Johnny. That stood against you. What are you going to do with it? It makes you feel bad at night. It makes you scared. It makes you think about hell. It makes you start to become a liar, start to become a, a duplicitous fake, a hypocrite. You got to learn how to deal with this, Johnny. This is parents' job. What do you do with it? This he set aside, nailing it to the cross. You bring the cross in early on because early on these children are displeasing you and displeasing the Lord, and they need the glorious gospel. Oh, how sweet when a family has obedient children who know how to handle the times when they disobey.